0: Right on. All right. Hey, guys, what's going on? My name is Chris Alquez. This is your best life defined. How you doing today? I am doing great. Thanks for asking. I want to shout out to everyone. Say thank you. I'm doing really well. The numbers are coming up on the podcast. YouTube channel It's coming up to it's a little slower. I didn't really do the YouTube channel to I, I, I guess maybe it was just a it was an easy sideline to the podcast. I mean, I'm already sitting up here doing the microphone thing. So, why not do the video too it's a double-edged sword get two, get get you get a double win for a single effort right but i hadn't really hadn't really uh haven't been promoting it but thanks for showing up on youtube so let's talk about this so i here i am i was 16 i was 13 years old i'd come back from iowa i was staying with my sister in iowa and i came back to live with my dad in canyon city colorado And the way I got back, was the way I funded that trip was I got a job during the Tulip Festival in Orange City, Iowa. You can look it up. That's the home of the Wooden Shoe, which is real. Okay, go check that out. Got a job working for the week in a in a restaurant and and it worked out pretty good. I got about a I made about a hundred and some odd dollars. I made enough money to buy a bus ticket, a leather jacket, a haircut, and uh, and food and money for for my ride back to Colorado. So I jump on the bus, come back, and as soon as I get back, I'm looking for a job because there's some freedom in having cash in your pocket. I mean, I learned that with that first job, and I'd never really like held a job before that, but having that money and being able to go buy stuff and, and have the freedom to, like in my case, move from Iowa to Colorado at like 13, 14, at 13, 14 years old maybe, It was there's some freedom in that. So I started working right away. As I got back into Colorado, I got settled in with my dad. I, I got a job as a, in, in a slaughterhouse. I was killing pigs, killing animals. I was in a butcher shop. So we killed cows, pigs, sheep, goats, rabbits. I mean, it didn't matter. If it needed to be butchered and packaged up, that's what we did. right? So at 13 years old, I'm working, I'm working 14 hours a week. I'm working five, two hours uh, a day, five days a week. And then on Saturdays, we'd work a half a day. Because Saturdays was when most of the customers would come in to pick up their meat. So here I am, I'm working. And now, remember, prior to me getting the job in the slaughterhouse, all I had was that previous job at a restaurant. So I didn't really ever have any money. So here, here I am all of a sudden, I'm making $28 a week um, working in this slaughterhouse. So I think, well, heck, I'll just save part of it because I didn't have any money. So I would save $25. I would take three every Saturday. I'd cash my check at this little grocery store at mom and pop shop called Hilltop Market. I'd give my uncle uh, $2. He'd buy me a quart of Miller High Life, 3 2 and I'd go back to the meat counter and I'd buy me one of those big sticks of pepperoni. And then I'd get a ride home and there I'd be drinking my beer at 13 or 14 years old and eating my pepperoni. And and, and I had enough money to buy a truck and to, to fix my truck up, get a paint job and do all that. And then as I, as I grew and my wants grew, the things I wanted grew, or worse, more than that, the things I couldn't wait for grew. It wasn't long before that $2 an hour wasn't nearly enough. Even before I had any significant debt, I did have rims. I financed my rims through a place called Western Auto. They had a carry they would carry the note, so you'd sign a contract and and it was like I think they were like four hundred dollars. So given that that's four months of work for me, right? What was funny was very quickly all of a sudden I didn't have enough money. So one day I went to my boss and I said, Hey Albert, Albert, I need a raise. And Albert, he's this old guy, he had this he had this old school thinking about him, and he said, Well, what'd you do with the money I already gave you? Now, there's a point to this. Are you living within your means? And are you, more than that, are you living within your means based on where you were 10 years ago? See, we, when we look at our, our lives and what we're able to do and what we can do, there are two primary assets that have to exist for us to do most, almost anything. And that is time and money, Right. If you don't have the money, you can't go on vacation. If you don't have the money, you can't buy the car. If you don't have the money, you can't do what I do. You can't buy a fifth wheel and go travel around the country, right? And of course there's the time thing. But for this we're going to talk about the money. If you think back to my situation when I was when I was 15 or was 13, I was making $28 a week and it was enough. But there were times when I worked at the Federal Bureau of Prisons where I was making $73,000 and it didn't seem like enough. I needed more. And this brings me to the point of this podcast. When we take a look at our lives and what, we, what we're what we lacking, it's there's never going to be enough money. If you think about it, if you think about it, I mean, that's granted. If you have your staples taken care of, if you are gainfully employed for a while and you have food and you have a place to stay and this and that the point is it doesn't matter how much you make if i were to give you a ten thousand dollar raise guess what would happen to that ten thousand dollar raise you would consume it and the reason you consume it is because it feels good to get stuff it i mean it does it feels good it feels good i just got the griddle to my smokeless grill which is this little countertop unit. It's electric. It's the smokeless XL. i have to tell you about it. And I'm, it's exciting. I'm like at $15. Actually, all I had to do was pay for shipping. I bought the grill and I've been waiting to use it. But I felt good. But the problem you have is there's only so much of that that you have. You only have so much money, right? And what happens when you reach the end of that? When the amount of money you have and the amount of debt you have get closer. The closer that you get to that, the less freedom you have. You can't make choices if you don't have any money. You can't go to the Caribbean if you don't have any money. And there's a point when you can incur debt and then the debt consumes you and then your choices are completely limited or you just let your credit go to hell and you can't buy anything and that's just the way it is. But the point is you you will never have enough money until you stop leaking money. $28 a week versus $70,000 a year and actually, when I was making $28 a week, I felt a lot more freedom than I did when I was making 70 I had a lot more choices back when I was making $28 a week. Now, what does this have to do with living your best life? I talk about, about how to capture things in your life that you haven't done that are amazing, right? Well, that's because my basic needs are met. I, I'm I'm financially independent. I don't I don't owe any bills. I mean I have bills. I have cell phones and I have insurance payments, but I don't have any debt. I don't owe anyone anything. Everything I have, I own, right? When you talk about living your best life, in order for you to truly capture what I'm talking about and probably the the number one reason that you're not able to take action in your life is because in order for you to do that, you have to free up resources. You have to find the time to take action to uh, affect that change or to experience that thing that you're going after. If, if you're wanting to go to school, you're going to have to find the time to do the research and to have those meetings and to sign up and do all that. And then, of course, you're going to have to attend school, right? But the other thing you're going to have to do is you're going to have to find the financial resources to make that happen. And this is where we fall down. Now, it's not, it's not not it's not your fault completely. What have we been taught? Oh, look at that. Oh, that's nice. Oh, this is nice. Oh my God, this will make you happy, right? And I'm not bashing on the American dream. What I'm really talking about here is making your life fit your dream, right? Making your life fit who you want to become and where you're headed. If you're into everything you own and you wake up every day excited and there's very little want and granted you face your burden, but it's not enough of a burden to worry about, then do it. Then roll with it, right? When you talk about people who are saying, "Well, I can't afford to," even like right now with COVID-19, there are a lot of people who are in a position to where they've been foreclosed on and they're struggling, or maybe they're going to they're filing bankruptcy. Whatever the issue is, because of conditions, it, it wasn't the issue. Isn't that they had didn't don't have any money? The issue is that they had an excessive amount of debt. And, and not only that, but they don't have the self-discipline necessary to accumulate enough cash to make decisions. See, some choices, some sometimes when you want to live your best life, you have to pay for it. Sometimes when you want to live your best life, you have to find the funding to do it. Because without the funding, that action can't be taken. I cannot take this, if my computer were to go out, it could be the end of my podcast, if in fact, my finances were in such a condition that I couldn't afford to replace the computer, Right. If you want to go to school, if you want to go to school, you've got to realign your wants with school. Uh, Let me bring it to you another way. Do you have a closet full of stuff that you don't use? Do you have a garage full of stuff that's boxed up that you haven't looked at in a while? Do you have drawers full of stuff, things that you bought like exercise machines and campers and RVs and boats and do you have things in your life that you're paying for that you owe money on or that you spent money on that you no longer use It's not the money. It's not the problem isn't how much money you have. It's what you're doing with it. Living your best life is about grabbing a hold of that and realigning that. Now, I'm the first person in the world, there's some things I want. I want a new a wireless microphone that works with my phone because my phone seems to be my my number one meet mode of, of of communication when it comes to video because of TikTok and there's some other benefits to using your phone when when you do what I do, right? Now, I want a microphone. I want a wireless mic and I've been looking and looking and looking and looking, right? But I hold back on buying that thing only because I don't want to make a mistake. I, I, even if I have no debt, I don't, want to, I don't want to piss away $150 on something unless I can actually say, yeah, I think I'm going to use, I'll use that. I'll use that. That's something I'll use, right? And I get my time in with it. And then it's worth it, right? But when I looked at my life before we hit the road, there were boxes and boxes and boxes of stuff that I had purchased... That I thought I needed and I consumed cash. Cash I could have done so many other things with had I known then what I know now, right? And it it didn't work. It didn't fit. There they were. The issue here is until you control your outlay, until you control where your money's going, you're never going to find satisfaction and you're never going to live your best life. Because it's in controlling your choices and what you do with that money that determines what your life looks like. I spent six hundred dollars on kayaks. Do I regret that? Not at all. Not at all. We still have a bunch of time we're going to spend on on lakes and rivers in the United States. Headed to Florida. Want to want to kayak with the manatee, right? So that's that's a good investment. That is something that was worth the money. But it's about pulling it in. Defining who you are, what inspires you, and then taking those resources of time and money and pointing it towards that. So why doesn't it happen, and how do you make it happen? The reason it doesn't happen is because the narrative we've all been given from the time we were born is that happiness looks a certain way. This is why we all have houses, we all have cars, none of us mind debt. We get applauded for going into debt for 30 years for a $300,000 mortgage on a house that we may or may not ever pay off. I don't know what the percentages are, but I don't think as many people as, as, as you might think actually manage to pay off their house. I'm sure there are a lot of people who go into retirement in debt or are forced to sell their property because they can't afford to make the payments once they retire, right? Define what is going to add the most value to your life. Make your choice fit your life, right? Example let's just say you love fishing. A guy who loves fishing should have a boat, right? But should a guy who loves fishing have a boat and a big ass 4,000 square foot house with a big ass yard and a big ass mortgage, big ass garage? I don't know you love fishing? Do you love working on your house, working for your house, cleaning your house, maintaining your house? That's what I'm talking about here. The problem isn't money. The problem is breaking away from the the ideas that we've been given that tell us what success and happiness actually is. The struggle is in pulling away long enough for you to ask yourself a question about how happy are my choices making me? And can I do better, right? Can I do better? If I'm going to leak money, then I'm going to leak money towards things that inspire me. If, if I mean, if I were going to do anything, I would get a tracking drone right now. That's one of the things I want. I want a drone that I can actually mic up and I can program it to follow me, shoot video of me. While I'm talking and doing my thing. Can you imagine how cool the cool videos I could make with that? And more than that, how free it would make me. How liberating that would be. Because I don't need a cameraman then. I just turn the drone on. I start recording. And when I get done, I chop it all up and I make a great video. And why haven't I done that? Money's finite, man. I'm not going to piss away $1,200 or $1,500 until I am absolutely sure... That the thing I'm going to spend that money on will make my life better. That I will be using that thing and, 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 and a year down the road I'll be like celebrating the fact that I made that choice, right? Problem isn't money. Until you manage or find a way to control your choices based not on what the world has told you you should do but rather on who you are and what you know you should do, who you've become and what inspires you, you will never have enough money because there's always going to be something to want. And either you control the want or the world controls it. And that's where the wind comes in. The closer you are to where you are in your life, the closer you are to who you are in your life, the closer you'll be to where you need to be with that because it comes down to pick it if you love it. Pick it if you love it right? But there's a lot of things if you're honest with yourself, take a look around in your life and look at all the things you've worked for, that you've paid for, that on a scale of one to ten doesn't even hit a five. Problem is not money. Problem is directing your choices, using that money to gain the life that you truly should be living. Because that puts fuel in your tank, it motivates you to keep going and to do even better than you are right now. So hope that makes sense to you. I keep showing up every day. I'm not giving up because I'm worth it. And you're definitely worth it. Thank you for the shares. Thank you for the downloads. I'm really digging it. The numbers are going up. It gives me some hope. Maybe I'm not off the mark. Maybe there are people who are ready for this message. It's looking like it. And for all you guys that share my stuff and and download my stuff, I really appreciate the shares. Keep that up. But, I really appreciate it. You don't know how much it means to me because I fall off the cliff too. Sometimes I end up in the pit and and I ask myself why. And then I get to moments like this where I can say, yeah, I know why. You're worth it. So keep that in mind. Let's not forget about the kindness. And as always, just remember, today's your day. Make it a good one.